Hey folks, it's JR. Back with another episode of Fallen Badge. Today's episode is on the murder of Officer McCord Springfield. Officer Springfield was assigned to the West Precinct, also known as the Wild West. Later, their sea shift or evening shift would be known as the Coneheads. As always, with these episodes, I will be as accurate as possible in relating the facts of the case. Several of the officer deaths I have covered previously, there was available to me records from appellate courts. I do not have that luxury in this case. The information I am presenting comes from the officers who were on the job at the time. It's Saturday, March 12, 1977, and a fellow armed with a pistol is standing outside a duplex at 1244 College. I never rode the Old West Precinct, so I'm not sure if that address is considered part of the Trigg or College Park neighborhood. In any event, the residence is just north of Trigg, a stone's throw west from I-240 Midtown. This armed party had cranked off a pistol round at a passerby and someone had called the police. It had been over three years since the last Memphis police officer had died in the line of duty, that officer being E.J. Hammond. On this particular day, Officer Springfield was riding with R.C. Sandage. Now, this is back in the day before police departments figured out it was cost-effective to have officers ride alone. It was pretty well universal. All cars were two-man. Now, as was customary with armed party calls, the dispatcher sent two cars to the address. The information I got says for sure that Springfield and Sandage made the scene east of the location on a street called Azalea. Now this is a good spot because officers are looking at the rear of the location and it should allow them to approach the suspect without being seen. Regarding the second car, I don't know if they also pulled up and parked on Azalea or if they parked on College just north of 1244. From the information I got, the secondary car would have been located at one of those two spots. Now you have Springfield and Sandage walking westbound and then going around the southeast side of the duplex towards the front of the address where the suspect was last seen by the caller. Now, the, the front of this duplex, and actually there's two bottom apartments and two upstairs, but I'm not going to call it a quadplex. That sounds too un-Memphis to me. Irregardless, the front of that address faces back westbound. The second car arrived and the two officers are walking towards the north side of the building. 
either moving south down the sidewalk on College or west from Azalea. Again, the best information I have is the backup officers covered the rear of the building initially and then at some point moved to the front at or about the time the shooting began. Now there is some variance as to where the suspect was standing when Springfield and Sandage made the southwest corner of the building. The suspect was either standing on the front porch, on the southernmost doorway, of the southernmost doorway, or he was just inside the doorway. Either way, Officer Springfield makes the corner and the suspect fires one round, striking him in the chest. Back in the 70s, officers didn't have access to ballistic vest. Backup officers have now gotten to the front of the building and they, along with Springfield and Sandage, all begin firing at the suspect. After getting off three rounds, Springfield collapses to the ground. His partner Sandage takes a round to the face and also goes down. According to the police I spoke with, the round that struck Sandage was a friendly fire ricochet. The suspect is hit by at least one round, but is able to run down the hall to a rear bedroom where he is pursued by the backup officers. A short firefight ensues and the suspect is shot to death by officers. Ambulances take Officer Springfield and Sandage to Methodist Central Hospital. Springfield dies and Sandage survives and eventually returns to work. Officer McCord Lee Springfield, end of watch, March 12, 1977.